Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast with Steve and Rob Schallenberger. You're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you transform your life and achieve results that otherwise would have seemed difficult or even impossible. In each episode, you'll learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals. Steve and Rob are a dynamic father and son duo who are helping to transform lives and businesses around the world. Rob is a top-rated global speaker and trainer, best-selling author, former F-16 pilot, Air Force One advanced agent, father of four, and CEO of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Steve is a number one national best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, having started 11 businesses in three different industries, and a highly sought-after keynote speaker. He is the father of six children and the founder of Becoming Your Best Global Leadership. Now, here is Steve and Rob Schallenberger. All right, welcome to our BYB family and friends to this week's podcast. Just a reminder, if you haven't already gone to our website, becomingyourbest.com, we invite you to go there now, enter your first name and email to get access to the weekly success rhythm emails. These are things you can use in your personal life, your business, and powerful tools that you can use with your family. Now, before we get started, let me ask you a couple of questions about your life this week. So think about your week right now as it has been in the last few days. How often or how many times... Did you feel stressed or maxed out? Or how many times this week have you been frustrated or upset with something? Now think about this. If you're part of a team, can you really afford to have a bad day? (laughs) Certainly not in our business. We're expected to go deliver an outstanding keynote. We train business leaders, managers, employees all over the world. And when we show up, people expect an outstanding delivery of the content. That's what they're paying for. That's what they want. So we can't afford to have a bad day. You know, in one of these companies that we've worked with, uh, they told us the story of an employee, one single employee who had a bad day for whatever reason. He interacted with one of their key clients and that client pulled a million dollar contract simply because of their interaction with that employee. So my question is, can that employee or any employee truly afford to have a bad day? Well, (laughs) the answer is no, not in reality. And during this podcast, the focus is going to be on principle number 11 of highly successful leaders live in peace and balance. Now, we want to share a couple of life-changing tools that you can use in your life to help when you feel upset, angry, or even that little voice in the mind starts taking control of the conversation. Or if you want to just start the morning off on the right foot, you know, have a great start to the morning. How can you do that? Now, whether you're the CEO of a million-dollar, billion-dollar company a coach, or even if you're just looking for a job, these tools apply to all of us. These are the same tools that we share with executives around the world. They're simple to use, and they can change any person's life who uses them. Now, one of the things that we continue to see over and over, and it gets reaffirmed as we coach and and meet with different business leaders, is that so much of success is a mindset. And so this is a lot of focus on the mindset and how we change that perception, those feelings, that conversation. So dad, here we are. We're both on this podcast together. Why don't you share with our listeners some of these powerful tools that you've used that have transformed your life and that you've seen affect others? Well, okay, Rob, it's great to be here together uh, and especially with you. I, I enjoy being able to talk about these powerful principles that really make such a difference in our, in our lives. 
Uh, I appreciate a comment Zig Ziglar said one time. He said, your attitude, not your aptitude, determines your altitude. (laughs) Well, how true that is in life. And this is one of the things we have seen in highly successful leaders is they they set the tone. Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson shared one of my favorite all-time quotes. It goes like this, sow a thought and you reap an action. Sow an act and you reap a habit. Sow a habit and you reap a character. And sow a character and you reap a destiny. So what are these thoughts that we put in our mind that can make such a difference, that sets us apart, that sets the tone for organizations and and our relationships, especially in the face of a lot of things that happen that can be challenging in our lives. So I'd like to share a couple, and then I'm going to ask Rob to share some that I know that uh, have been really helpful for him and and for me. Uh, The first thing that I'd like to recommend that you can do when something challenging happens In other words, how do we manage our thoughts is to simply say, what a blessing. (laughs) I love that comment. Regardless of what happens, good or bad, well, what a blessing. Let me just give a little example of this. About two months ago, uh, I volunteered to watch my sister's two dogs. And uh, I'm not just going to make any disparaging comments about them, but they weren't the smartest animals on the planet. (laughs) And I actually had to keep them in separate parts of our uh, yard or house. And one morning early, I got up to uh, go out to my office. And so uh, we have an atrium that where I can exit our house and go to my office, which is about 30 feet away. And one of the dogs, Fluffy, was uh, in that office, and I, I mean to tell you, she doesn't have a lot of brains. Well, it was dark, and she just uh, laid a big one, you know what, right outside of my door, and I didn't even see it, and all of a sudden, I kind of just went on with my business. I sit at my desk and started smelling, and all <laughs> I knew that I'd stepped in something I shouldn't have stepped in. I looked back, and there it was, stomped all across my floor, and then I looked outside, and, and I'd left a trail. Well, I just started laughing. I said, what? A blessing. Here I was all by myself, and I said, now I get to wash the floor, wash my shoes, uh, try my patience, be kind to the dog, uh, and this changed everything. So this is kind of an example of regardless of what happens, you can use that. Rob, you had an experience recently, I think, uh, back in Kansas. <laughs> I did. About a month ago, I flew into Kansas to do a seminar for a large organization out there, a bunch of business leaders. I hadn't been off of the airport for more than five minutes. Now, I, I, when I rented the car, they gave me a black Dodge Charger, and I even told the attendant, I said, uh-oh, this is like a cop magnet. <laughs> So the bottom line is the speed got away from me a little bit. Uh, I ended up going a few miles an hour over the speed limit, and I didn't even realize that I had passed a policeman or a police officer on my right who was on his motorcycle. So he zipped in behind me. He pulled me over. Uh, you know, I was kind and friendly. He cut me no slack. He gave me a $230 ticket. <laughs> so, you know, that's how the day started. I landed there in uh, Kansas. I'm so excited to be with that group, but I get the $230 ticket. <laughs> and uh, I remember calling you and saying, you know, this is off to a great start. And then what did you say back to me? Yeah, I said, well, Gr- Rob, I said, that's wonderful. 
what a blessing. <laughs> oh, and then we started laughing. We're like, you know, what a blessing that we can contribute to the Kansas Transportation Fund. And, you know, what a blessing to get to know that police officer. And what it did is it took a bad situation, one that I was certainly upset about, and totally transformed it. Had a huge impact on the way I felt and went about the rest of the day. Now, could I have afforded to have a bad day that day? Absolutely not. They expected me to get there and deliver an outstanding experience for their leaders. And that changed the tone. It changed my entire feeling as we asked that simple question or made that statement, I should say, what a blessing. <laughs> well, that's true. And in reality, uh, Rob, that's exactly what it does. It takes wherever we're at and helps us get to a better place. Uh, this last week, I had the opportunity to deliver a keynote to 120 executives. Uh, and we actually were talking about this particular principle. And one of the things I frequently do is I'll turn to the group and have them share with one another. I'll have one person be person A, and what they do is they say, okay, here's something bad that happened to person B. Now, it can be anything, right? And person B has to say, what a blessing. And then think of a reason why it is so. It is a riot to watch this because everybody just starts cracking up, and they have a great time. Well, the president of this group came up to me, and we were paired up. Uh, he happens to be a longtime friend, someone that I really respect, so capable. And he looked at me and he said to me, my wife has cancer. Well, I thought to myself, uh, Ron, what a blessing. And he looked back at me and tears started welling up in his eyes. He said, it is a blessing. He said, it's something we had never asked for. He said, but you cannot believe all of the compassion that has come from so many people to be supportive, how it's enriched uh, the relationship that I have with my wife. And he said, I've just had some incredible experiences with it. And he said, in addition to that, he said, it gives me such empathy for other people. So see, regardless what the circumstances are, uh, sometimes we have just dumb things happen. <laughs> we can say, what a blessing. <laughs> but other times, what happens is we can have some very significant, serious issues take place in our lives, and it works equally well there. All right, well, that's the first one that I'd recommend. Uh, the second one would be to just smile and be pleasant. So I happened to be at an airport returning home. I was in Los Angeles. And as I was waiting at the Ontario airport for the plane to board, I noticed over across the way there uh, in the boarding area, there were a couple of ladies. They were older ladies, senior citizens, and they were sitting there in those res special reserve seats and where they can sit there because they can. <laughs> and so I looked over and I just waved to them and I smiled and they waved to me and smiled back. So uh, at any rate, uh, because I travel so much, the airlines generally calls me up and I get on the plane first. They just put me in first, you know, first class. And so uh, I went on and boarded. All of a sudden I sit in there and realize I'd left my iPad in the boarding area charging. I kind of stood up in a panic and all of a sudden a wonderful man handed it to me. He had seen that I'd left it. He was a fellow passenger, and, and I thanked him. Well, I could not wait once we got to uh, Salt Lake City, my final destination. I decided I'd wait and thank him again. 
Well, off comes these two ladies. And so just before they walked by, I smiled and waved to them again. And they didn't get two feet past me. And one of them spun around on her heels. (laughs) And she said, can I give you a kiss? (laughs) I laughed so hard. and, And I said, well, of course. And so she planted a big old kiss on my cheek. And I gave her a hug. And uh, off she went, and then her partner, her sister, her traveling partner, turned around, and she says, by the way, she loves your dimples. (laughs) Well, let me just ask a question here. How do you think I felt? Well, I was on cloud nine. I felt wonderful. It was incredible. And how do you think they felt? Well, they felt exactly the same way. And see, this all just came from a smile. Uh, And this is what happens in life when we carry this type of a positive countenance. And and you know what's interesting is people can hear a smile uh, through the phone and they can feel it. So there's a couple of really powerful things, Rob, and I know you have some. Why don't you share some of the ones you were thinking about? Okay, well, great. You know, you just talked about what a blessing uh, and what an impact that would be if we were to use that in our lives. So I'd invite all of our listeners, try using that phrase a few times a day. What a blessing. When something happens that you don't like, that's upsetting to you, what a blessing. <laughs> See how it impacts you and your day, especially if you're leading an organization, a team, you're a coach, you're the one that sets the bar. And second, what he talked about smiling and being pleasant, what type of person do you like being around? Do you like being around the person that has a negative attitude, that's griping and moaning and complaining? Or would you rather be around the person who's positive, smiling and happy? Remember, you set the bar. Whether you're in a home, whether you're in a team, a business, it doesn't matter. The people who are around you will respond to how you make them feel. Smiling and being pleasant is a key attribute that we see over and over in highly successful leaders. Now, the other two areas, Dad, going back to your question, that I want to briefly address is how do we change the conscious conversation to get subconscious results? Now, let me explain what I'm talking here about here. Our friend James Malinchek would say that success starts with attitude. The more I meet leaders around the world, the more I truly believe that. There's a quote that a lot of people attribute to Thomas Jefferson that says, nothing can stop the man with the right mental attitude from achieving his goal. Yet nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. Now think about this from a crab fisherman's perspective. A crab fisherman always likes to catch at least two crabs because if they catch just one, it's gonna scurry all over the deck, it climbs out of the bucket. When they catch two, when one tries to climb out of the bucket, what does the other one do? It pulls it back down into the bucket. Isn't that kind of like our society? We're a society that loves mediocrity. It's how we've been programmed since we were young. And when someone tries to break free of that mediocrity, to do something outstanding or different, oftentimes, The world are trying to bring that person back to mediocrity. And we have got to change that mentality, that attitude. And we can do that through two very powerful tools. But first, let me share with you an example of this programming that we're talking about. Where does it start? At what age? So Cornell University did a study. And what they were looking at was the ability of children to think creatively. In other words, how to think outside the box or or cognitive dissonance. And they started with kindergartners. So what they found is that 90% of kindergartners, 90%, tested in the genius category for creativity, the ability to think outside the box. 
Fast forward just a few years later. Now at 10 years old, they did the same study and they found that only 50% measured in the genius level of creativity. Again, fast forward a few years later, now as a teenager, only 20%. So what's happening? They're losing their ability to think outside the box to be creative. What's happening in that critical gap? There was another study done. They measured 10-year-olds and on average, a 10-year-old will laugh between 150 and 200 times per day. By the time we're 25 years old, it's down to on average 15 times per day. (laughs) 95% of our laughter gone in that gap. This is the programming and the conditioning from the world. Now I met with a, a leader out in Illinois who shared a great example with me of this programming, this conditioning. Think about this. Have you ever heard how they train a baby elephant? Well, I hadn't either until about a year ago when I met this gentleman. Let me describe for you how they train a baby elephant and how that relates to us. So what happens is when the elephant is young, the trainer will take a chain. It'll put it around the baby elephant's leg and then connect it to a strong post. Now, how do you think the baby elephant responds to that chain when it's put around its leg? It kicks. It fights back, right? Well, to drive this deeply in the mind of the elephant, the trainer will then open the tent flap door so that the baby elephant can see the open range or the field. And what do you think the baby elephant does? Yeah, it makes a bolt for the door. Well, as soon as that chain is fully extended, it'll whip that baby elephant around and oftentimes dig into its leg, causing the baby elephant's leg to bleed. So what just happened there? It was ingrained deeply into the mind of that baby elephant that it can't escape. So fast forward just a few years later, you have a multi-ton animal. It's all the trainer has to do is take that chain, put it around the elephant's leg, He doesn't even have to connect it to a post. Think about the why. Because as soon as that multi-ton animal fills that chain around its leg, it won't even try. That's how it's been programmed. It's how it's been conditioned. So how many of us have those types of chains in our life? It doesn't matter how successful we've been on the outside. Or at least apparently successful. We all have these, right? They came from when we were young. They've been programmed into our minds throughout our lives. Our message is that we can break free of that programming. We can break free of those chains, and that's where these two very powerful tools come into play. So the first one is self-affirmation. Now, what we're doing with self-affirmation is changing the conscious conversation. Otherwise, the subconscious will dictate the conversation. Think about how powerful the subconscious is. I want you to finish a song for me. So I'm going to sing the first line, and you finish it. You ready? Here we go. Welcome to the hotel. California, (laughs) right? How many people got that? It's all there in our subconscious. We pulled that out with one second to prepare. So what we're doing then is not letting the subconscious control the conversation, but rather changing the conscious words. And we're using it with affirming statements of what we want to become, who we want to be, but we're speaking from the perspective as if it's a current reality right now. So how about this? The right people come into my life at the right time. Today, is going to be a great day. (laughs) Everything is working in our favor. I love it that our vice president of business development walks in the office every day and says, hey guys, today's going to be a great day. Everything's working in our favor. How do you think that starts off the day for our team? That's great. (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful, isn't it? You know, love that. Here's another one. My body is a powerful and wonderfully healthy machine. (laughs) Now, how many of us look in the mirror and truly believe that? Well, If we don't believe it, then how do we achieve it? So what we're doing is changing 
the reality based upon our conscious conversation. Now, for any who may doubt the power of this principle, let me share with you a personal experience from my daughter. Do you mind if I share this? No, go for it. Yeah, that's great. So this is my daughter, Bella. She's now 11 years old. This was a couple years ago. So at nine years old, we're driving along in our truck. And, you know, we've taught this idea of self-affirmation around the world, and I realized I hadn't tried this with my own kids. And so I look over at Bella, and I ask her to say the words, I am smart, I am kind, and I'm beautiful. And she, she looked at me and in all sincerity said, Dad, I'm not any of those things. I'm dumb and I'm ugly. And I thought, what? <laughs> you know, I wanted to jump out of the truck. I thought I'd failed as a parent. Uh, you know, so I tried again. I just focused in on one word. Bella, just say the words, I am smart. And she said, Dad, I'm not smart. I'm dumb. Oh, man, I really had my work cut out for me there at that <laughs> point. And the fact is, she was in the equivalent of an honors class in her grade, and she was at the top of the class. But think about it. That's not how she saw herself. And so every night, when my daughters would lay down in bed, I'd go down next to them, and we'd practice that phrase. And I'd have them say for about two to three minutes, I am smart, I am kind, I am beautiful. <laughs> and it was interesting. The first few times that she said this, she would actually wince in pain. You know, breaking free of this mental chain was actually causing her what looked like physical pain. But after a few times, she got better and better, better and better. And then three weeks later, we were driving in the truck again, and I looked over and said, hey, Bella, say the phrase. <laughs> and she looked at me and confidently said, I feel healthy, I'm smart, I'm kind, and I'm beautiful. <laughs> now, what had just happened in that three-week span? She had changed the mental conversation using self-affirmations. So this is something that you repeat to yourself 20-plus times a day. When you're driving along, you just say these phrases, especially when that voice of self-doubt comes in. Now, let me just take one to two last minutes here and share with you the close cousin of self-affirmation, and that is positive self-talk. Now, Rob, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to just uh, take one second because people frequently ask me, okay, well, where do I find these affirmations? And literally, your affirmations are found in your vision. As you capture your thoughts, your ideas, you get these words down on paper, the type of things that Rob just explained you're able to see them over and over and they start programming your mind and the very same thing uh, t applies to goals as you set goals smart goals that are inspiring and come right out of your heart and these are the things that help you realize your vision they are part of your affirmation so I just wanted to add that that there is a place so you can go and continually read these and continue, uh, continue to develop them. Well, okay, let's keep going on the next part, Rob. Yeah, great point. And just one other invitation for the listener, and that is I invite you to come up with an affirmation that works for you. What's an area of your life where you maybe struggle with a little bit of confidence or you know, you feels like it might be an area of improvement in your life? And then come up with a positive affirmation that would help you in that area. Are you trying to overcome an addiction? Is it maybe a, how you feel as a parent, how you feel as an executive? will come up with an empowering affirmation that gives you a clear hope and purpose and inspires you to become what you want to become. So yeah, let's move on now to positive self-talk. This is another game changer. Now, where is this used? Let me ask you a question. It's one I asked you earlier. How many times this week have you felt angry or upset or just a little bit down on yourself? Well, that's when you use positive self-talk. Now, remember I asked you the other question. Can you afford to have a bad day at work? Truly. Well, the real answer is no, we can't. 
Maya Angelou or said. Or Rob, I'll just add, uh, in addition, a bad day at home. That's or true. a bad yeah. day in our own lives. No, we, we just can't afford it. There's not enough time. Absolutely. Uh, no success in the workplace can compensate for failure at home. So absolutely, it's both places. It's the home and the work. Great point. So let me ask you this, or let me make this statement, rather. Maya Angelou said that people won't remember what you said or what you did. What they'll remember is how you made them feel. So if we're having an off day for whatever reason, that's when we would use positive self-talk or simply waking up in the morning and saying, you know what, I want to have a great day. Well, that's how this works. So here's what it is. It's when you say this phrase or something like it to yourself three, four, five times. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. (laughs) And if you want to even get into it, pump your fist in the air. Now, if you're saying this to yourself and you feel angry or upset, the first couple times you're going to say to yourself, no, you don't, you liar. (laughs) But keep saying it. And eventually what's going to happen? Your emotions are going to line up with your thoughts and words. You know, one of the quotes that I just love is from William James. The greatest discovery of my generation is that a human being can alter his life by altering his attitudes. What we're doing is changing the conscious conversation, the thoughts, and that will bring our emotions to line up with those thoughts. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. (laughs) So my invitation to you is for the next week, next time you hear that little voice of self-doubt, next time you're feeling a little angry or upset, or when you wake up in the morning, just say this phrase a few times to yourself and see how you feel. Now let me share with you personally how I use this. I will not interact with a key client or customer if I'm not feeling right because I know they will sense that energy, whether it's on the phone or in person. Now, that means I can't change a conference call, so what do I do? Well, if I'm not having a great day up to that point, I need to change the conscious conversation. So I will walk into another room, and I will say this as many times as it takes, 20, 30 times. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. I feel healthy. I feel happy. I feel terrific. (laughs) And pretty soon, my feelings actually do change. And then I'll go get on that call. I'll go interact with the client. And I feel totally different. And I know that they can sense it, especially while smiling on the phone. So those are two self-affirmations, positive self-talk. I invite you to try this. Almost every person who has started trying this in their life have had outstanding results. Remember, when we came up with the 12 principles of highly successful leaders, we looked at the things that the peak performers did that everyone else, for the most part, did not do. This was one of them the outstanding sales reps in the world. This is one of the habits that they use. Success leaves clues. We've got to control the conscious conversation and amongst the other things that we already talked about with what a blessing and smiling, self-affirmation and positive self-talk is a huge key to that. So dad, I'll let you wrap up with maybe one more here. Okay, well, this has been great. This has been fun. Well, many of you are aware of martial arts experts. And we've seen some of those in cinema, Jackie Chan and Chuck Norris and and, uh, Jason Statham in Transporter. Uh, What they typically do, just imagine this in your mind if you can. They usually have about 8 to 10 to 12 to 15 people gather around them to do them harm. And then they start working their magic, throwing out the moves, a kick here, an arm behind them, a fist. And they one by one, they start going down. And ultimately, they are victorious. Well, we need to do the very same thing. And so this last one I want to share today is to jujitsu, negative thinking. (laughs) Simply do not let negative thoughts get near you. 
And if they're starting to get around just like these martial arts arts experts, wham! <laughs> a kick up in front, right? A fist behind, swing and kick. And one by one, they start going down. So just be determined. You will not let any negative thoughts get into your mind. But rather, what you'll do is replace them with positive, uplifting, encouraging thoughts. And then what happens ultimately, we are in a position to be far more effective, far more robust in solving problems. We feel at a happier level. So these five things we've talked about today to help us live in peace and balance, which gives us strength in every other area of our life, will be quite significant. When something happens, good or bad, what a blessing. <laughs> and then smile and be pleasant. Uh, these affirmations that build us and strengthen us. And as we need to do it, positive self-talk. I love that one, Rob. I feel healthy. I feel happy. And I feel terrific. Typically, when we do that in a seminar and people sit down afterwards, you look around and all everyone is smiling. So you can tell this obvious physical power. And then finally, jujitsu, negative thoughts. Don't let them around. Well, it has been a delight to be with you. Uh, we wish each one of you the best as you and I continue to work on these principles to help put us up to a higher level of performance, to move the standard of production up. Well, to all of our BYB family uh, and podcast listeners, Remember that one person can make a difference, and you can be the ripple effect. Margaret Mead said, Never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed people can change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. Thanks again for joining us today. I'm Steve Schallenberger, wishing you a great day. thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Becoming Your Best podcast. We want to know what your big takeaways were, so head on over to becomingyourbest.com and you can find all the information about the podcast right there as well as the show notes page where we'd love to hear what you thought about each and every single episode. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and leave a rating and review. A rating interview is by far the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because it helps other people find out about the show and decide if this is the podcast for them. So now it's all in your hands. It's time for you to go out there to take action and truly start becoming your best.